We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Everybody loves Raven. Way to go, Sean. Don't call me Seth. It is the perfect lead-in to my man Ray Fittipaldo of the Post-Gazette. Ray comes to you uh, on the fan hotline. It is uh, brought to you by Sullivan Super Service, providing trusted plumbing and HVAC services for over 50 years. Raymond, what are we doing going to Buffalo this weekend? I'm afraid we're not going to get back. What do you think? What are you hearing? I just see now uh, this site, you know, I think it's legit. ML football uh, saying a winter storm watch has been issued for the Bill Steelers game. There will be 65 mile an hour wind gusts and over a foot of snow. Travel will be difficult to impossible. Ray, what are we doing going up there? I try not to look anymore, Ron. Uh, I checked about an hour ago and uh, the latest was between Saturday night and Monday morning. 18 inches in Orchard Park, which is where the stadium is. Now, it's a little bit less in Buffalo where we'll be staying, but uh, it doesn't sound pretty either way. I think it's going to be a memorable weekend, Ron, no matter what happens. Well, you know, Sunday night we're going to be in Orchard Park working and then have to get out of there. I'm not worried about getting to the game Sunday morning. I'm worried about getting home, you know? Yeah, maybe they'll let us sleep at the stadium and then, uh, I don't know, they're pretty good at – clearing snow out of Buffalo. We'll get home eventually. Yeah, I think so. Uh, you have not heard. I mean, there was some speculation that this game might be moved to Cleveland. Um, and everybody I talked to said that they haven't heard that. Now, I know Buffalo moved their Cleveland game to Detroit last year because of snow in Buffalo because it became, you know, a safety issue, you know, public safety issue. You couldn't have all the first responders and and, and snow people around the stadium. You needed them all over the city. You have not heard anything yet of you about that. I have not. Last I heard, the Steelers were still scheduled to leave Pittsburgh tomorrow afternoon, uh, afternoon as they always do for um, away games. They never travel early. Now, Ron, if the league tells them that they have to go early, um, they will do that. Um, but they're going to have to make a call on that pretty soon, uh, pretty soon especially if they – um, move the game to another city like Cleveland, Buffalo would have to get there too. It's probably easy for the Steelers to get there. They can hop on a bus. Um, you know, in order for Buffalo to do that, uh, that's a little bit more um, planning involved there. So, you know, we'll see what happens, but I haven't heard anything today that that's uh, on the docket. What, uh, what do you expect this week, and what chance do you give the Steelers? They're 10-point underdogs. How are they going to win the game? If, 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 what are they going to have to do? Obviously not turn it over, but I'm assuming run the ball with Najee and Warren? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I wrote about uh, the weather in, in, in a story today, and I referenced the 1978 AFC Championship game between the Steelers and the Oilers. And, uh, you know, the Oilers had nine turnovers in that game, and they got blown out 34-5. to five. So if there's weather up there, the most important thing is – 
you know, to hold on to the ball and not, uh, you know, not give it up, not turn the ball over. Certainly don't do it in the other team's territory. So that goes first and foremost. You mentioned the running game, Ron. You know, the Steelers have been really good here over the last three weeks. An average of 157 yards per game. Um, in one of those weeks, they had 202. Um, so it's just been really strong here late in the season. Um, listen, I, I know the Bengals and, and the Seahawks didn't have great run defenses, and I know the Ravens were resting some players. But if you can control the line of scrimmage um, in a playoff game, you're going to have a chance. And the Bills are a very good defense, Ron, but they're a little bit banged up, and their one weakness is run defense. They're they're not a great run defense. They give up over four and a half yards per carry. So um, if there's any way for the Steelers to win this game um, or even to stay in this game, I think it's to use Jalen Warren and Najee Harris and pound the rock out. What do you expect from Mason Rudolph? Can it continue? Uh, I mean, the conditions in Baltimore, we were both there, were awful. And I think he was 18 to 20, but for basically nothing yards except the one big play, the 71-yard touchdown uh, to Deontay. I'm assuming he's playing with great confidence. I don't know what that's going to mean in those weather conditions. Yeah, I mean, I also wrote about a, uh, a game between the Patriots and the Bills two years ago where, um, you know, the Patriots won the game 14-10, to 10, Ron, but Mac Jones threw three passes the entire game. So, you know, if we're talking about 50-mile-per-hour wind gusts, I don't know how much either quarterback is going to throw. So, you know, Eddie Faulkner was talking about that yesterday. Uh, they'll go into the stadium Sunday morning. They'll get a feel for which way the wind's blowing. Um, you know, they'll get a feel for what they can do in the passing game. But um, this is not shaping up as a game where there's going to be a lot of scoring or a lot of passing yards. Um, historically, there have only been a handful of games played in this type of wind, and uh, all of them were low scoring. All of them hit the under, actually, if, if you're into betting. So, um, you know, I know the Steelers are a 10-point favorite, but I think these conditions, um, again, if you don't turn the ball over, I think it points to probably being a low scoring and close game. What do you see happening to uh, Mason next year? Do you think he's coming back? Uh, you know, let's just say it's going to be hard to judge him in this weather this weekend. Say he plays okay, they win. Yeah. Plays okay, they lose. What happens to him? Do the Steelers want him back? And do you think he wants to come back? Because, man, it, 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 Mike Tomlin is very spare with the love he's uh, dishing out towards Mason, and I'm not quite sure why. Maybe to protect Pickett a little bit? What What is your theory? Yeah, I mean, I think, as always, it's going to come down to money. Uh, you know, he's playing on the vet minimum contract this year. So, you know, we'll see what kind of offers he would get on the open market. I don't think he's going to be the Steelers' first priority in free agency if, you know, if it ends this weekend. Um, you know, the scenario that no one's talking about is what if he actually goes on a, a run here? Then what do you do? <laughs> like the Steelers keep winning and he, um, you know, he keeps playing. Well, that that would just kind of, uh, you know, throw their offseason into a tizzy. So I think it's still a little bit too early to tell Ron, but as long as he's playing well, and as long as he wants to come back here, I think they can find a way to keep him. We're talking to Ray Fittipato of the Post-Gazette here on the Cook and Joe Show. Ray, Joe, and then Chris Hoke was in with us yesterday, and me. Uh, in our opinion, all three of us, we think Mason is a better quarterback than Pickett. Do you agree, or are you willing to go that far? Well, I mean, I think certainly this was a disappointing season for Kenny. 
everyone expected more. Um, the Steelers, I think Kenny himself. And it just didn't work out that way for whatever reason. You could blame the offensive coordinator. You know, you could blame other things, but it just didn't work out for him. And for Mason to come in here with the same offense, the same coaches um, in the second half of the season, you know, it, it certainly does point to the fact that at the very least, Mason is the more experienced and the more professional quarterback right now. Um, again, I, I do think the Steelers are on. I think they want to see Kenny with a new coordinator to see if it makes a difference. But uh, I'm, I'm kind of with you guys. I, I think um, in this very short sample size, Mason has proven to be the better guy. And, um, oh, like I said, I, I think it'd be a great storyline if to somehow continues for another couple of weeks. I think that would be uh, – you know, you'd go back to the Eagles of 2017 and what Nick Foles did. You know, this is, right. you know, could be an unexpected, uh, you know, run from a kind of an unknown quarterback. We all know how good Josh Allen is, but man, Ray, he turns the ball over, doesn't he? He had, he had 18 yeah. interceptions uh, this year. Only Washington Sam Howell had more. <laughs> Sam Howell threw 21 interceptions. Allen had 18. Now, I know Allen also has 29 touchdowns, uh, and he, but he's thrown – interceptions Allen in all but three games this year I know yeah. I, I don't know how much again the factor that's going to be because of the weather you know but he also can hurt you with his legs can he yeah I mean they changed offensive coordinators because of that you know one of the main reasons that Ken Dorsey isn't there anymore and Joe Brady's taking over the offense is because of the turnovers um so it's gotten a little bit better um since Brady took over but not you know not markedly you know the Steelers do a much better job of protecting the ball. And I, I was thinking about this, Ron, and you'll remember this. The last Super Bowl of the 1970s for the Steelers, 1979 season, 1980 Super Bowl. Steelers turned the ball over a ton. Bradshaw was an interception machine. He was an interception machine in the playoffs. I mean, the Oilers returned one for a touchdown in the AFC Championship game early. Uh, he threw three picks uh, against the Rams. And somehow they still managed to win the Super Bowl. So it's not like you, you're you doomed, you know, if you turn the ball over. But to your point, you got to be really efficient when you do have the ball. There can't be any other stall drives or punts or anything like that. So they're kind of playing on a fine line there with, you know, with, with the way they've turned the ball over this season. But um, when you're a high-profile, high, you know, highly prolific offense, the way they are, as long as they score – Sometimes those turnovers don't come back to bite you the way they could if, you know, you were more offensively challenged team. Well, he doesn't seem – it doesn't seem to get him down when he throws one. Oh. It kind of reminds me of Brett Favre a little bit, and I've heard that comparison. Yeah. He throws one. He's right back out there the next series, and he's gunning it again, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't deter him. Um, you know, one thing to watch for in this game, Ron, is if, um, you know, the Steelers keep it close early. I think some of these playoff failures might creep into Allen's mind or, you know, just the team's mind overall. You know, I, I think everyone remembers last year home game against the Bengals in the snow and the Bengals just kind of come out there and control it from the outset. And, um, you know, the Bills never really had a chance on their home field. So, you know, um, they're a team that's been close in, in the past five years with Allen. They've never gotten over the hump. And I, I think as long as, they're behind or even in this game. I think it plays into the Steelers' hands because I think that self uh, self doubt will you know creep into their minds, and 
I think that could be an advantage for the Steelers. Well, it's funny you mention that's my Sunday column about how much they have to lose here uh, in this game just because of how close they've been. And you got to start to wonder, you know, how many cracks are Sean McDermott and, uh, and Josh Allen going to get at it? Um, but yeah. the Steelers are 10-point underdogs for a reason. Um, you know, I, I, to me, I don't give them a big chance, but I'm with you. They got they can't play from behind in those conditions, no. can they? No, you know, what can't happen is when they went up there last year and on the, I think it was the second offensive play of the game for the Bills, they threw a 98-yard touchdown pass. <laughs> to now, Gabe Davis, right? Yeah, and he got behind Trey. I think Trey Norwood made a mistake, and I don't know if this was a coincidence or not, but I happened to look this up the other day. Trey Norwood's out of the league. He doesn't even – he's not even on a roster this year. So, um, you know, hopefully for the Steelers' sake, they're a little bit better athletically back there that they won't let Gabe Davis or any of those other receivers behind them um, in a game like this. So, you, you know the Bills are going to try to throw. No matter what the conditions are, the Bills are going to try to throw. That's their identity. Um, it's kind of crazy, Ron. They're, you know, they had that um, – you know, red gun offense with Jim Kelly many years ago. You know, they played in those conditions. They always were successful, you know. Never won a Super Bowl, but they won a lot of championship games at home. So, um, you know, we'll see if that uh, offense can hold up in the weather. The one thing the Bills do have going for them, they got a good running game now. James Cook is having a good season. I think it's their best running game since Josh Allen became their quarterback. Ray Fittipato of the Post-Gazette joining us here on the Cook and Joe Show. All right, Raymond, you've been around that locker room all week. I've read these reports. Man, the confidence is palpable in there. Do you sense that? Uh, you know, I sense when the few times, and I'm not in there nearly as much as you, the players seem to believe in Rudolph a little bit, and I yeah. think that's, uh, you know, maybe kind of spread around the locker room. Did you Do you notice that confidence, or is it just, hey, everybody's confident going into the playoffs? I just think they're playing with house money. You know, they were seven and seven, left for dead. You know, what was it, five percent chance of making the playoffs in mid-December? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And uh, here they are. And it's like, hey, what, what do we got to lose? We got, you know, Mason's balling. He, you know, you know that guy's going to be confident. Um, the defense is getting a few guys back this weekend. T.J. Watt's not going to play, but Minka's coming back. Demonte KZ is coming back, which is going to be very important to, to keep in check those Buffalo um, tight ends. Um, both those guys, Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid, are really good. So um, getting those guys back this week will help. So, yeah, you know, sometimes, Ron, it, 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 it's funny. Sometimes you have a really good record and you go into the postseason and um, for whatever reason you don't play well. This year I, I kind of feel like the Steelers – can somehow get by this game that they might, you know, find some momentum and it could actually be a fun postseason. But uh, again, you got to get past Buffalo first, and you got to do it without T.J. Watt, and that's uh, that's going to be a pretty tall task. Well, Ray, before I ask your prediction, I want to go over these other games with you and see who you like. Starting with Cleveland at Houston uh, tomorrow at four thirty. I imagine we're going to find if we get to Buffalo, find somewhere to watch that one. Houston is a plus two. Uh, Houston getting two points at home. 
Who do you like in that one? Can the Flacco magic continue? Or uh, the C.J. Stroud continue his really terrific uh, rookie season? Yeah, I, I like I like the Browns here, and uh, I, I like Flacco. I, th- I think that's a great story. But, you know, the angle people aren't talking about is Jim Schwartz versus a rookie quarterback. Uh, the Browns' defense isn't as good as it was early in the year, but it's still pretty darn good, and I think he'll have something up his sleeve for C.J. Stroud who'll be playing in his first postseason game. Yeah, it's going to – you know, I, I've heard the theory, oh, Houston will be just happy to get there, but – I think that's going to be quite the game. Then the one tomorrow night, which I guess we're not going to get to see. It's on Peacock. Uh, Kansas City at home, they're minus four and a half. They're saying the the wind could be uh, just unbelievably cold into the, like the 30 below range. They said yeah. it's just getting worse and worse there. Do you give Miami any chance? I saw this stat about Tua. He's 0 for 4 in sub-45 degree weather. It is going to be a hell of a lot colder than uh, 45 degrees tomorrow in Kansas City. Yeah, they don't have that in Alabama or, or Hawaii. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I like the Chiefs. I just like their pedigree. I, I think Mahomes has played in those conditions and excelled before. Um, maybe not those extreme conditions, but it get cold, gets cold in Kansas City, and he's dealt with that. So I, I like the uh, Chiefs in that one. I think the Chiefs will actually cover in that game. Mahomes uh, has thrown multiple touchdown passes in six consecutive postseason games. Now, again, he may not do that tomorrow night because of the weather, uh, but I'm with you. I love, uh, uh, I love his, uh, you know, obviously his track record in the postseason. All right, after the Steelers game Sunday, Green Bay at Dallas, the Mike McCarthy Bowl. And McCarthy at Dallas now did lead Green Bay to their uh, only Super Bowl of the Aaron Rodgers area. You might remember uh, uh, who they beat in that Super Bowl in 2010, the Packers. Uh, Dallas is a seven-point favorite in that game. I didn't realize this. I knew Jordan Love had been having a great year. Uh, and, man, I like that kid. He is second in the league in touchdown passes with 32. Dak Prescott leads the league with 36. Interesting. Jordan Love has had a hell of a year. Yeah, another veteran quarterback versus a younger guy. I know Jordan Love is not a rookie, but – um, this will be his first postseason game. So I'm going with the vet. I like Dallas to win. I don't know if I like them to cover seven. It's a pretty high spread, but uh, I'll go with the Cowboys to win, maybe the Packers to cover. Should be fun. And then obviously the last game uh, tomorrow or Sunday night, uh, Monday night is the Eagles and Buccaneers, but Sunday night, the Rams at Detroit, Detroit a three-point favorite. Uh, two quarterbacks going back to play against each other. Uh, against their former teammates that uh, Jared Goff uh, uh, you know was the Rams quarterback led them to a Super Bowl didn't win it but led them there uh, he's going to be playing for Detroit and Matthew Stafford uh, who never really got it done in Detroit but won a Super Bowl with the Rams against the Lions what do you think in this one this is Detroit's first playoff they're trying to win their first playoff game since 1991 yeah um Funny how things work out, right, with the uh, storylines for this one. Um, you know, I'm going to go with a better quarterback, and I, you know, I, I kind of want the Lions to win just because that city has been so starved for a football winner. But I think Matthew Stafford is still better than Jared Goff, so I'm going to go with the Rams. All right. The big one, you and I will watch and do lack as long as we get there. I'm not quite sure we're going to get there, but – uh, what do you expect? Uh, do you give the Steelers a puncher's chance better than that? 
Give me a, a winner and a score. Yeah, Ron, I, I think with the weather being what it's going to be, I think it'll be a close game. Um, I'm picking Buffalo 24-14. to 14. Um, I, I just think with all the injuries on defense, even though they're getting their safeties back, I still think it's going to be too much, and I think Buffalo pulls it out. Now, that's a pretty high-scoring game in those conditions. I think the over-under is 35-and-a-half. You like yeah. the over. I Man, do. I don't I know, know if I like the over. I like Buffalo, too, but I don't know if I like the over. Yeah, it's right on the 10-point uh, uh, you know, favorite line, too. So, um, yeah, I, I just think uh, somehow, some way, the teams are going to find ways to score. And you never know if the forecast is going to be 100% on. But, um, yeah, I, I just think Buffalo is going to have enough to get it done. All right, they lose. They finish 10-8. and eight. They, they don't win a playoff game again for the seventh year in a row. How will you remember this season, Ray? A success? Making the playoffs, winning the last three games and getting in? Or a failure going out early again? Well, I know some fan out there has a tape of what we talked about back in June or July. So I said 10-7 and seven and win a playoff game would be successful. I'll stick with that. I think they have to win one playoff game for this season to be a success. Um, um, you know, once you get into the tournament, Ron, the seeds don't matter. I think it's time for them to win a playoff game. Uh, you know, it's been since 2016. I think the last time they won was in Kansas City before they lost to the uh, Patriots in the AFC Championship game. I, I think Mike Tallman, got, he's got to get off the Schneid at some point. And, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, – uh, it would be a successful season if they somehow went up there and found a way to win that football game. You know, the the hint, the story hints this week that we're maybe that Tomlin might look to leave after this season. Are you putting uh, any stock in that, or do you think it's much more likely he gets an extension? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's much more likely he gets an extension. And, I, you know, like we've talked about, Ron, I think it'll happen fairly soon. They do have to go out and hire an offensive staff. And, you know, that, that new coach is going to want some certainty about – how long he'll be there and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I think shortly after the season, one way or the other, we'll find out. I think it's trending toward an extension, especially after the way they finish the regular season. All right, Raymond. I guess I'll meet you uh, tomorrow morning before we, you know, get on our our dog uh, sleds and try to get to Buffalo and back. Right? <laughs> it's going to be an interesting. I'm not worried about tomorrow. I think we're going to be fine. I'm more worried about coming home after the game. Yeah, probably the most uh, treacherous three-hour drive from Pittsburgh to Buffalo on, on the way back. That uh, uh, that should be interesting. Keep your fingers crossed. All right, Raymond. See you in the morning, man. Thank you. That's See the great up. Ray Fittipaldo. Does great work for the Post-Gazette. Uh, the fan Twitter is brought to you by South Hills Kia in Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. The fan text line is brought to you by Edgar Snyder & Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say, there's never a fee unless we get money for you. How about we give away four tickets uh, to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Uh, Joe and I are going to be doing our show there on January 26th. You could come see us uh, do the broadcast live. Four tickets to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Sean, don't call me, Seth. How about caller 459? Is that Sounds okay? great. Is yep. that okay? 459. Let's, let's do caller uh Let's do caller four here to four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero to give away those tickets. There would be four hundred and fifty nine people calling in. I can tell you that. You you'd be on the phone forever though, wouldn't you? For the chance to hang out with you and Joe, we would get four tons four and million. Tons and tons. 
All right, we're gonna. I'm gonna tell you my theory on what might help the Steelers this week and open the board up. Uh, uh, we're not gonna have any guests for a while, and I want to hear from you and give you your chance to sound off. That'll be coming up next. Appreciate you being along for the ride today. Um, it's always, always, always fun to talk sports with you. And uh, let's get it going. Uh, let's pick up the pace a little bit when we come back here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. All right, let's get into the nuts and bolts of this uh, Steelers-Bills game on Sunday. And I want to hear from you. What do you like? What don't you like? What chance do you give the Steelers? 10-point underdogs. 35.5 points is the over-under. The weather conditions are going to be awful. Um, We've talked about how, you know, the Steelers can't turn the ball over. Mason doesn't have to make big plays. He just can't turn the ball over. Josh Allen tends to turn it over. He's thrown 18 interceptions this year, only... Sam Howe of the Commanders had more. He threw 21. Now, I'm not saying Josh Allen can't win the game. He's terrific, and he can hurt you with his legs. Uh, But Mason's just got to protect the ball, and hopefully the Steelers can run the ball. Uh, They've done that great the last three games with Mason. Um, As a team, they ran for 113 yards and two touchdowns against Cincinnati. Najee was really good, 19-78 for a touchdown. Seattle, they were even better, 46 for 202 yards. They ran for 202 yards, three touchdowns. Najee, great again, 27 for 122, two touchdowns. And a stat that I think was significant, uh, the Steelers held an edge in the time of possession, uh, 37 minutes, 33 seconds to 22-27. And then last week against Baltimore, against the Baltimore JVs, I get it, I get it. Uh, They ran for 155 yards and one touchdown. Najee, again, 26 for 112 uh, with the touchdown. And again, the time of possession, significant, almost 35 minutes to 25 for the Steelers. Uh, Mason only had to make the one big play. That was the 71-yard pass uh, to Deontay Johnson. What's interesting about that game, George Pickens didn't have a catch, wasn't even targeted once. Uh, let alone have a catch. And I don't know how much more he's going to be involved this week because of the weather. Maybe you get Fryermuth involved in some of the shorter passes. I, I don't see either quarterback really gunning it down the field here. Uh, but what do you think? 412-928-9370. That's also our fan text line. It's brought to you by Edgar Snyder & Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get Uh, money for you I want to give you my theory in one second on what else I think might help the Steelers here but uh, Sean you tell me we have some people on hold let's get to them yeah we have Ray all the way from Los Angeles who wants to chime in Ray are you going to make the trip to Buffalo in that snow uh no um but I was (laughs) smart man smart man yeah long time listener from Pittsburgh and I met you a long time ago with my father and my uncle at the first game I went to in 76. Oh, that's a while ago. What do you got for me? Okay, yeah, uh, you probably heard them all before, turnovers. But I think one of the main things is field position. If we can pin them back there inside the 20 and make them go a long way, uh, that will help. And also uh, run the ball very well and no turnovers. 
No, I think that's a, that's the formula. Obviously, no turnovers and run the ball. I mean, that's the way they've been doing it. Maybe that gives them a little bit of an edge against uh, against this Bills defense because the Steelers have been running it. And if they can continue to do that, I think it'll give them a chance. Plus, you keep Josh Allen uh, off the field uh, when you do that. Thanks, Ray. Appreciate the call, Sean. Who's next? We are going to go to Josie in the South Side. Hello, Josie. How are you? Okay, Ron. Do you know what today's anniversary is? Oh man, I I hadn't looked. But what is it? First Super Bowl win for the Steelers against Minnesota, New Orleans. That was the first one, January twelfth. Yeah, I, it's I, my dad's birthday. That's how I remembered it. Okay, I was good. Down there, man. That was a real, real party. Ah, uh, that was in New Orleans. That was at Tulane Stadium. Yeah, uh, and I, we had two tickets in one diner. We got three tickets when we got there. We ended up on a forty-five yard line with instant replay. Yeah, that uh, there wasn't quite the demand for Super Bowl tickets then that there is now. You know, there was a bus full of people from uh, Minnesota got st- stuck with the snow. They didn't ma- even make it down to uh, New Orleans, but it was it was a beautiful experience. Well, that game, Steelers won 16-6. And and thanks, Josie, for the call. Uh, Dwight White came out of the hospital. He was sick and, uh, you know, I think had a a safety in that game, if I'm not mistaken. They ran the ball well, and they just – I think they held the Vikings, in my memory, like 29 rushing yards, something ridiculous. It's hard for me to keep track of their Super Bowls because there have been, uh, you know, what, six that they've won and a couple that they've lost. But – uh, that first one, there's nothing quite like it. There's nothing quite like seeing uh, the late, great Pete Rozelle handing the Lombardi Trophy uh, to uh, Art Rooney Sr., the chief. Everybody everybody connected with the Steelers. I've talked to Mel Blunt and Jack Ham about that, and they said that's what they always remember, seeing the chief get the Super Bowl trophy uh, from Pete Rozelle. Go ahead, Sean. Who do we got? We are going to go to Ligonier, where David wants to chime in. Hello, David. How are you? Hey, Ron. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Hey, safe travels to Buffalo. Yeah, thank you, man. I'm hoping for safe travels. Go ahead. (laughs) Hey, I just just wanted to uh, see your take on this. Do you think Pittsburgh's strategy would be better to go after him or just contain him in the pocket? Because I was reading where in the pocket he makes – he throws a lot more interceptions in the pocket. He said he's really dangerous whenever he was – he gets outside the pocket. Well, they don't want him outside the pocket. I'll tell you that. Uh, there's no question, uh, you know, because he can hurt you with his legs very badly. But, uh, I, you know, I, I, they just got to be careful with him because he's such a good player, and he's almost like a, a tight end in a running back's body. I don't know. I forget who described him that way uh, the other day. He, he's, he's really, really good. Um, I, you know, I don't know how much they're going to be throwing. If the winds are as bad as everybody's predicting, how much do you think they're going to throw, David? Yeah, I don't. Nah, I don't think they're going to throw much. But I'm just wondering. If, I don't know if you can contain. You think they can contain him? Yeah, I do. I mean, he's going to get his mm-hmm. runs. You know, I wish TJ was playing, and that would help get pressure on him. But TJ isn't, and that's part of it. Really? In- injuries are part of it. Uh, but I, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, they, they've beaten Josh Allen before and he's beaten them. Right. It's going to be interesting, but I got to think he's got to be a little more acclimated to those conditions and maybe Mason Rudolph will be, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I agree with you there. 
Well, it's going to be a very interesting game. It sure is, David. Thanks for the call, man. Uh, vacations begin here. I'm talking about it. The Pittsburgh Travel Showcase is presented by AAA Travel. It's coming up January 19th through the 21st at the David uh, L. Lawrence Convention Center. There's exclusive discounts and convenient one-stop shopping. Tickets are available at pittsburghtravelshowcase.com where your adventure is waiting for you. Sean, let's get back to the lines. Let's go out to Mars, not the actual planet. No, but... I'm in Mars. That's my mailing address. So. <laughs> this is Gary. Gary, how are you? I'm good, Ron. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Hey, hey my feelings is uh, you know the odds are pretty stacked against the Steelers, especially without what. But, you know, in a, in a bad game, a fumble at the right time can change everything. So, who knows? No, you're um, right. I mean, you got ball security, and Tomlin talked about that. All the time he talked about it in Baltimore. You know, they uh, Jalen Warren had a couple fumbles. Uh, Mason lost a couple fumbles, or almost lost a couple. Lost one, almost lost another. You, you, no matter what the weather is, you got to be able to protect the ball, right? Agreed, agreed. But but the real point of my call was, Ron, you, your last call, your last guest you were talking to about what makes a successful season, and this is what kind of bugs me. We keep accepting this mediocrity. Well, they they squeaked into the playoffs, and well, they got a game. So I guess it's a, a successful season. And year after year after year, under Tomlin's last decade or so, we've accepted this as, yeah, this is good enough. And I, I just don't like it. I go way back like you do to the first Super Bowls, and it's just not it's just not acceptable. Well, I, you know, I would disagree with you on this, Gary. I mean, if they lose on Sunday, I, I'm going to say it's not a successful season. It'd be a disappointment for me. They go ten and seven. They win in Buffalo as a ten point underdog. I, I think that makes it a successful season, no matter what they do against Baltimore the next week. They can't win the Super Bowl every year. Now the other side of that, they they haven't won a playoff game in six years. So I get that. I get that. I'm just saying if they win on on Sunday as a ten point underdog, I look at this season a little differently than a lot of others. You still there? We lost Gary. All right. I would have loved to have heard what he has to say. Yeah, I mean, I get it. You know, we're all spoiled by Super Bowls here. Um, but it doesn't happen every year. It didn't happen for Chuck Knoll after the 1970s very much. What did he do? Go to one AFC championship game, if I remember correctly, and got uh, whooped by Marino and the Dolphins. It doesn't happen every year. Now, should they be better than no playoff wins in six years? Absolutely, they should. But I'm just saying, to me, that's why this game is a little different than others. Because if they win this, I would describe it as a successful season. You? 412-928-9370. Let's get back to the line, Sean. We're going to go to Jeff in New Kensington. Hello, Jeff in New Kensington. How are you? Good, Ron. Talking about the Super Bowl back in the day. From 1970 to 72, $3.15 a ticket to get in. Didn't have to buy exhibition games. Stood in line all night to get tickets for Franco's Catch. I believe that ticket cost $6.15. And the Super Bowl ticket in Miami for 10 cost $20. Yeah, now what do they cost? About 1000 now, don't they? I mean, I don't even know what a ticket costs face value to the Super Bowl. It's, 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 it's escalated <laughs> a little bit, hasn't it? Yes, it has. <laughs> Thanks for listening. All right. Appreciate it. Sean? 
We are going to go to Greg, who is calling from Youngstown. Hey, Greg, how are you? Hey, Ron, how's it going? You it's know okay. what? This is going to be 1984. We played the Broncos with Malone. We were supposed to get killed, and we won the game. We're going to win this game. I think everybody needs to be positive. This team is not the greatest team out there. They have a good quarterback, but their team and our team matches up right. I mean, we have as much talent as they have, but the big thing is that quarterback. It's the weather negates him throwing the ball. We have a really good chance to win. Well, I mean, I, I, they can run the ball. That's what they're going to have to do. Mason can't turn it over. Hey, Najee and Warren can't turn it over either if they're going to uh, – to win that game but don't you think they're a 10-point underdog for a reason greg don't you think the wise guys don't you think the wise guys they're not making a bet that uh everybody can win you know yeah i know but you know what though i watched that dolphins bills game and the dolphins had no defensive players they were depleted and they couldn't score points against them and they made mistakes yeah they got the punt return the big punt return turned that game around right yeah exactly hey you know what the media you keep hearing them saying how great tomlin is and he's the best coach in football now so now it's time for him to prove it this is a game for him to prove it because if he doesn't prove it in this game or if it's not a close game then he's not the greatest coach in the nfl right now well i don't know i don't know if anybody's saying he's the greatest coach in the nfl right now but they're saying he's one they're saying he's one of the top five or six back i I don't i don't i haven't heard anything anyone say the best coach greg i'm sorry I listened to Irvin the other day, Michael Irvin and those other guys, I can't remember what channel it was, they said he was basically like God. Well, if you're God and you're the greatest coach out there, and they keep saying this, not us because we don't say it, then it's time for you to, to do something great and beat a team you're not supposed to beat in a playoff game. Like Chuck Noll did, you know, or like Bill Cowher did in that, uh, in that run in 2005 when we beat Indianapolis. It's time for him to stand up to, to, to do something and beat a team we're not supposed to beat. So if they lose, would you like to see him gone? Yeah, he could go then. What if he wins this week? Does that change your perspective? No, it will change my perspective. But it's time for him to start winning games and playoffs, like everybody keeps saying. Mike Brable's out there right now. If he wants to leave and we lose this game, and he, you know what, make your decision quick. If you're going to stay or if you're going to go, and if he goes, I think it's a good chance we can get Vrabel. So just make up his mind after this game. You know, you know, how, how many Super Bowls has Vrabel been to? How many games has he won big games playoff-wise? Have you checked out his record? Oh, I haven't really he, checked it out. He, I mean, the last couple years have been bad down there. How many games oh, he has he won? GM. Huh? He had a bad GM. His GM was horrible. Okay, so That's- you make excuses for him. But not for the Tom, not for Tom. Hey, he went to New England and he beat the Patriots with with Tom Brady at quarterback. We never did that. So all right, Greg. I I hope you enjoy the game. I'm with you. They need to start winning playoff games. That's why I would say if they lose this one, uh, I would be very disappointed in this season. Even though they rallied to make the playoffs, we can agree on that. It is the 50 minute mark on the fan. It's brought to you by South Hills Chrysler. Jeep Dodge on Route 19 in Peters Township celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. Let's get back to the line. Sean, who do we got? We are going to go to Joe in the car. Hello, Joe. Hey, Ron. How are you doing? Good, man. I'm ready for some football if I can get to Buffalo. I hope you safe travels, my friend. I really wish you safe travels. Thank I you. Hope I appreciate you. your – and I, I can feel your sincerity. Thank you. What I do you mean. got for me? Uh, two things, Ron, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get your take on one. Um, because KZ is coming back, and the success that we used to have with Mike Hilton using him as 
somebody who would come up close to the line. I'm curious as to how Mike may use him coming back. Maybe he puts him up closer to the line to blitz to get him in there. Well, the yeah, they're going to use uh, all those guys. They're going to use Eric Rowe, too, who's done a really nice job with yes. Minka and KZ out. But I think you're going to be better just by having those guys back, you know? Yeah, and the other thing, the, the thing that concerns me, and it's always it's always concerning in a big game like this, is special teams with Harvin punting. Yeah, I'm, if I'm with he you. misses one, you know how it can go. It can go bad 60 ways with wind. And I'm just him, man, Boswell. I know Boswell's pretty much money when he's in there, but I think he's out of the equation with them wins. I yeah, think but I mean the same thing with the Buffalo kickers correct, too. Correct, but I'm with correct. you. I'm with you on on Harvin. I'm a little concerned too, and they must be too because they signed Brad Wing to the practice squad this week. Well, I yeah, mean, it, I don't. I can't imagine why they did that unless Harvin is hurt. Could they make a change on on Sunday? I don't know. I well. It only it's only curious, you know, like you said before, I, I, the ten point, you know, the ten point uh, deficit that they're already putting us in. I I think it's bad. I just think that uh, they think that we're going to lose that bad. I, I I just don't see it, Ron. Maybe maybe lose, but not that bad. Not ten points. All right, Joe. I appreciate. My friend, have a great trip. Please be safe, and I hope all, all you come back well. See you Monday. <laughs> Hey, that's my goal too. I want to. Not many days I say I want to see Starkey. I hope I'm back here in one piece on Monday to see Joe. Uh, go ahead, Sean. Who do we got? We got Brian coming from Brookline. Hello, Brian. Good morning to you. Almost good afternoon. Hey, Ron. Uh, let me make a point. So, any given Sunday, we could win. Anybody sure. can win on any given Sunday. So, the line. The bookies may know something we don't, but nobody knows the outcome of the game. That's why we're going to watch it, and they have to play the game. So we could win the game, absolutely. My question is more of this. You know, Brian, let me just interrupt you. Here's what bothers me. I had Caboli on here the other day, and he goes, oh, 10 points, this is like stealing money. You know, I don't know that he predicted the Steelers were going to win, but he said 10 points is like stealing money. You know, when I hear somebody say it's stealing money, I go the other way. Yeah, it's I don't bet, so I don't gamble, so I don't really follow that. I just know that on any time that there's there's games that we play that we shouldn't win that we win, and then vice versa. So is this a winnable game? The answer should be absolutely yes. We could win in Buffalo. Uh, my thing is this. I mean, just your opinion. We all know Kenny Pickett's going to come back to starter no matter what. But in your opinion of covering sports, if Kenny or if Mason Rudolph wins and goes all the way to the Super Bowl and wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> this is, I'm asking yeah, you you're really – you know, I'm going to I'm gonna do a Mike Tomlin on you. I don't deal in hypotheticals, especially like that. I, I mean, if Mason does that, you know, he's going to be coveted around the league, and I don't know that the Steelers would win a bidding war for him. If he does all of that, I personally think he's better than Pickett, but he may not want to come back here because uh, he's a free agent. Maybe he'll go somewhere else. But I think if he even wins, again, though, it's hard to judge him. Sunday, he may play a mediocre game, and mediocre's pretty good in those weather conditions, you know? It's going to be hard yeah, to judge him. But if he wins a game and then goes to Baltimore and wins another one, my God, he's going to be pretty coveted around the league, right? I would say, is there any truth about moving the game to Cleveland? Uh, I have not heard anything along those lines. and I've, In fact, I've heard that debunked. Now, it's almost noon on Friday. I guess they'd have to make that call pretty soon, but I'm not anticipating that uh, at all, Brian. Thanks for the call. 
All right, we're going to continue with your phone calls into the next hour. I got no, I have no guests planned. Uh, Jeff Hathorne's going to join me like at 1 o'clock, hopefully hooking up with Bryant and McFadden here as well. But I'm going to open up the lines and let you have your say. I still got my theory to give you on what I think might be an advantage uh, in this game for the Steelers. We'll get to that in the next hour as well. We are about ready to hit the halfway point here on the Cook and Joe Show. Two hours down, two great hours yet to go. Thanks for listening to Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.